Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty from the Unimput Architects. I haven't said that in a while. Ty from the Unimput Architects. I like to throw it in, I guess. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I haven't done a podcast in a long time. Uh, happy to sit down with Ryan Edward Wolf. He's co-piloting, co-hosting. Uh, though we are going to talk a lot about the shows I've had recently because I haven't done a podcast where I've talked about you know my most recent shows in probably over a month so oh, wow. lot to, I'm, I'm probably not gonna go that far back but I'm just gonna talk about the recent ones a little bit uh, <clears throat> just to kind of you know get back in touch with that stuff because you know if, if I'm not talking about it all the time it gets harder to you know honestly your, your memory of it can slip away a little oh, bit yeah. you don't appreciate it because when I'm doing the podcast, it's like, and I'm talking when I was talking about the shows every week, it's like your your eyes are more peeled for more interesting kind of uh, things that uh, are are fun or like yeah, you yeah. Know, you're, you just got a more more open eyes. So then, right now, you know, since I haven't done it, I feel like I haven't been as like aware of the moment, I guess. So sure, just wanted to get back into doing that a little bit. So I'm just gonna start with the last call in Penfield. That was where I played yesterday. How'd um, it go? You know, it went, uh, it was an interesting, I did my uh, travel math completely wrong, so that was a fun start that I really... What, what happened? <laughs> I do, I, I did what I, I call, I, I big deed myself. Um, that's okay. where, uh, you know, you get so used to trying to be somewhere early that you think you always have that leeway. Because usually, lately, what I've been doing, trying to get place to places at a reasonable time is I, uh, you know, I try to give myself two extra hour, like two hours from when I get there to set up. And, you know, that happens almost never. You know, when I do, it's great because, you know, I, I, I have all this time I can relax. You know, I don't have to sure. stress out so hard the whole time and just sweat, 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 and then play, 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 and plug, plug, plug. I can just, you know, get take my time kind of ease into it do a little sound check maybe go hang out maybe talk to some people or so you were really rushing i guess yes that is so uh you know i i always think mm -hmm. that i have a two-hour leeway and for some reason i got it in my head that uh you know if i left it too i would still have that so you got there like right when you were supposed almost to supposed to start yeah oh my gosh it, which for me is not the standard i hate doing that i hate being that guy that's running late because uh, usually, even even if I you know I tell myself two hours, I usually get there at least minimum an hour early. So that means I'm going to start on time, no matter what. Because an hour is plenty of time. Even if I'm a little over, you know, I can get set up in probably a half hour if I had to. Which yesterday I had <laughs> I had to. So you know this this place was out in the middle of nowhere, kind of Penfield, not not a super big town or anything. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I'm trying to think of some towns that ran tool, kind of by the ran tool. Oh, okay, I know. I mean, I know of that town. I'm not right. sure if I've been through there or not. Maybe I have. I mean, I've played there one time, I think, in my whole career. So, uh, but you know, that that town's not even that big. So, to to say Penfield is small is like almost an understatement. <laughs> but I, I see. I've seen you know I've seen the, the their post and they've had other bands play out there and I've wanted to get in over there forever. So I finally linked up with the person and then my first show there. You know, I'm already behind. I'm running. You know, I, I, I got there, I think, 10 minutes before I was supposed to start. And I may have, you know, drove a, a little bit too fast again. <laughs> I, I still still could only get there 10 minutes early. But I, you know, I So flew. the show started at 5 and you got there at like 4? 4.50. You got there at 4.50? It, no, it was 3.50. show started at 4, I got there at uh, 3.50. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you had 10 minutes. And it was uh, agreed upon that I was going to do my one-man band performance, so a bunch of extra gear to set up. Tiny bar, and as soon as I pulled up, I was like, I'm going to downsize everything. You know, I'm just going to take the minimum amount of, of equipment in to make it sound like my one-man band. Because lately I've been going pretty hard uh, in the paint with all my gear. I keep adding things and extra amps and stuff so i was like okay well i'm just gonna do it brass tacks and i got started 10 minutes late so i set my whole thing up in 20 minutes wow so and usually that's something that would you know i would do it a 
pretty fast paced. Would probably take like forty minutes. That's so, a bummer. Yeah. So I started and I was I was kind of sweaty to get there and, uh, but you know, starting ten minutes late isn't that bad. And I ended up yeah. and played. Uh, long, a little bit action. when I was supposed to be done, I played a little extra to kind of make it still the three hours that, you know, we agreed upon. But That's cool. It was the probably the best show of the weekend, surprisingly. Well, and, I, and I've, you know, I know in the past I've helped you set up, and it takes us like a decent amount of time. I mean, you know, we're not rushing, but thinking about trying to set up all that gear in such a short amount of time. Well, the bonus, too, was that the bar was small. <clears> so it's like I didn't really need to bring as many bells and, whist and whistles as I would normally. Have you started using bells and whistles? <laughs> pretty regularly. I got, I got up with my elbows. I can kind of hit them. But, um, yeah. How, how Dylan has his harmonica. You just have a necklace <laughs> with a whistle on it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so it was like I did a, a waylighter setup and it sounded way better. I was really low volume. It's just easy to sound good, and I, I I had this realization which I've had, you know, numerous times. But it's always good to be humbled, I suppose, once again. But uh, I had this realization that I, I, the, the previous shows were not my best. I mean, they're, they're still kind of figuring some things out uh, sound wise and. Uh, you know, I just didn't didn't feel like. I watched the videos; they were okay. It wasn't like they were terrible to listen to, but not my best vocal performances and stuff. And then I do this show where I do the minimum uh, effort to kind of make it sound good, and it was easy to sound good. So it's like this lesson I keep always learn is, you know, sometimes simplicity is the answer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like I just overcomplicate things, and it's fun. You know, I think part of it I I, I do because I'm a little bored. Like I, yeah. You know, I I want to keep growing as a Bring musician. Bring something new to the table, yeah. sort of thing, and just like make my sound bigger and different. And I've been doing a lot of stuff where my I've I've been able to make my acoustic guitar sound more like an electric guitar, and just like a couple extra boost pedals and. I have this organ pedal, organ machine I've been using, just a bunch of extra things just to sound bigger. But sometimes, especially in this bar, it would have been a bad choice to do all that stuff because I was already, you know, borderline a little bit too loud. So having uh, just that mindset going in, it made it so easy. And it's like, I could do this every time. I could get set up in 20 minutes and just do the the... If I'm ever if I'm ever having a bad weekend of sound and just like not getting the it's not hitting the spot. You could have always gone just like straight acoustic too. Yeah, we did that pretty recently, which we'll get into when we get to the Cypress Grove. So it's been nice. You've been on a lot of these shows you've been either there or you played some songs or Yeah. And uh, it's been nice to, to, to have a, a fellow traveler, I, I suppose. Well, I'm used to traveling. I like traveling. Um, it, yeah, it's been fun just, like, getting to, you know, just been meeting a lot of new people lately. And, you know, when we played at the brewing company, where was that at? Cypress Grove in Assumption, Illinois. In, in Assumption, right. Yeah. See, that that was really fun. It was just, like, all acoustic, sitting yeah. in that, uh, what, what would like you call barn, it? It's like a barn, kind of hangar barn kind of thing. Yeah, it, that was really fun. Just, like, you know, playing every once in a while, and, um, yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into that show, kind of, when we get there, but, uh, so, the, the, overall, it wasn't a huge crowd at, uh, at um, Penfield, and but it was they, they all were just really nice and generous. And yeah, there was definitely basketball on that they were pretty captivated by. But uh, you know, with the way the situation was, me kind of making it there by the seat of my pants, uh, I was kind of happy to not have the attention a thousand percent on me right away. But it just it was it was so easy just to play my songs and find find the notes and so. You know, fast forward, or I guess rewind to the night before, I was at uh, uh, Davenport at Kilkenny's, a spot I, you know, play at pretty regularly. And lately I've just been trying to do this massive setup, which I'm going to share some pictures pretty soon on Twitter and Instagram, kind of showing what I've been, been up to on that front. But uh, so I have my organ machine, which has a separate amp, and then I have my uh, bass guitar and my. Uh, my synth strings pedal, some delay, to, uh, overdrive, and a boost. And uh, so I have my, my, my bass amp and my organ 
amp kind of stacked on my right and the PA on my left. And so I got there and it was, it was busy. Like it was busy to start. People were drunk right away. And uh, I got there early enough to, you know, pretty much take my time to you know, probably an hour, 20 minutes to casually load in. But there were like drinks everywhere. Like I could tell like on the stage, like people have been drinking all day. Really? Yeah. And then, so I get everything set up and I'm doing like a kind of one of my sound check songs and there's uh, this, this drunk guy who gets, gets up on, on the bar during one of my songs. And I mean, you pretty much only do that when you're drunk. I don't yeah. think there's a, there's a time where you're like sober, think that's a good idea ever. But anyway, so he was like, cause I was kind of, I think he was playing like a Chris Stapleton tune or something just to sound check my kind of my standard sound check song and uh he's like play me something to dance to so i was like okay and i you know i i, I thought about it for a minute he was a little older so i was like I, I could do a lot of things here but you know something upbeat and i just thought shut up and dance would be the most logical solution because at least it's walk said, the moon yeah it says dance in the in the chorus and in the title and i thought maybe that would end within the first verse i broke a string oh, which god <laughs> Yeah, it was was not, you know, it's never fun when that happens. But within like the first strum, and like it was like everybody was kind of paying attention at this point because the guy had made a big fuss and stuff. It's like a whole nother level of frustration when it happens live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it always it it's always, always frustrating. Yeah, it always like it hurts your heart just to me like drops for a second and then like okay and then even for me like I I don't know if it's just my obsessive personality but. When I when I have a guitar that has strings on it for a long time and then I put a new one, it just like doesn't sound or feel right to me until that one's worn in a little bit. So it's like to an extent I'm I'm like, ah, this guitar isn't gonna sound quite right for a while. Maybe till I restring the whole thing or so that that's annoying. But so I I had an extra guitar, so I just grabbed the extra guitar and the mix was so different when I did that. I just I was so like you know, gone, caught caught in a caught loop. off guard. Yeah, like uh, thrown for a loop. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. It was like I, I couldn't quite get it to sound as good as the other guitar. I'd spent time dialing in, and it was like I was already in motion. You know, like I, I, I didn't have a lot of time to. Cause I was supposed to start, and people were kind of paying attention. And if there's a crowd somewhere, it's like I want to. You keep them. You know, I want. I don't yeah. want to be playing to an empty bar because a lot of times at that place specifically starts pretty slow, and then by the end of the night, it's like. So, there's a college town, so people are super, super packed, and and uh, but that I feel like that was a good metaphor for the whole night. There, there were there were a few tables throughout the night that were kind of into what I was doing. They they, they liked uh, the Zach Bryan cover I do, and I think that kind of won them over because they were kind of like that. Alternative. That Zach Bryan song. Yep, taking over the world. Yeah, Zach Bryan, one person at a time, I think. But yep, pretty soon this globe is gonna be orange. Well. So I, I got this request for Zach Bryan, which I've talked about a few times, but uh, I, ke I kept hearing his name, kept hearing his name, checked him out, finally learned more of his songs. And, you know, when I play it, if it's the right crowd, it goes over really well. Another guy that even that night I got a request for, and probably the most requested artist I think I get at these bars I play. Uh, Johnny Cash? No, 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 I wish it was the... Uh, and I'm blanking on his name, Waylon something. Waylon. Waylon Jennings? No, that would be a lot cooler. Marlon Wayans? <laughs> what is that guy's name? So Morgan Waylon is his name. Morgan sorry, Waylon. sorry, I'm, I'm couldn't couldn't think of it. Drove me nuts. I thought that was a girl. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, guy has a nice mullet and everything. So he's the most requested guy, and I, you know, I, I tried to give him a listen. It's just not my cup of tea. I was, I was, uh, I've tried a few times to, he has some music that I don't dislike, like he has some like cool textures and the recording quality's good at points, but uh, I just get that request so much. Whereas Zach Bryan, which another guy struggled with his name for about, you know, still to, to this day maybe, but because uh, you got Zach Brown band and uh, Luke Bryant, you know, there's a yeah. lot in this country. So a lot of confusion. Fits right in with the, right. uh, those other categories. But I can, I can get behind his music a lot more than I can uh, this, uh, I already forgot it again, Morgan Wallen guy. Morgan Wallen. But it's crazy. Like it, it last probably seven shows I've had that request and I did on that Saturday as well. 
But anyhow, so the whole show was just a lot of me just trying to find it, and I just couldn't quite. Like I came so like I wanted it. I came full throttle. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, rock it out. I was really into playing guitar. I ended up doing like way too long of guitar solos a lot of the time, and uh, I just with with the bigger sound, it's been more fun to just like go off on these tangents, and you know, I don't feel like I. A lot of times when I used to play lead and I'd be doing the one man band, it would drop out. You know, it just sounds like empty when I so I refrained from it. But it's been really fun to you know kind of be able to just jam jam some some improv solos and some real solos and just have like a really like big sound with it. Yeah. And, and uh, but the, you know the lesson I was saying is that uh, if I would have just maybe took it a little easier, it probably would have been a lot easier to find my sound that or find find my feel, find my sound that night. And I just like couldn't quite get there again i don't think it sounded terrible or anything but it just it wasn't my best and that's what uh, uh, if you perform all the time that's what you're gauging everything by is your absolute best which is pretty harsh to do because because obviously you're never there's only you know a handful of times per month probably where i feel like i'm at my best but every other time is compared to the you know your absolute greatest point so if you're playing 90 percent still sounds pretty good but it's like in your mind it feels so terrible like it's like the like you feel bad almost that you can't get that extra 10 percent i feel you but uh so the whole show was just kind of that and it was busy all night and it was a lot of just me playing covers and trying to win over the audience uh fairly unsuccessfully i mean I, was like, that a three hour game? yeah yeah that was a nine to midnight and they they started doing this thing last time that was a little uh kind of not ideal they they have another room that they have, were playing like dj music in which I get it. I mean, people people like to listen to that style of music, but I, I, a little confusing because it's they paid me to come and play, and then like that last hour, they're playing music that you can hear when I'm not playing. Like I can hear it, and it's, I'm I'm at the loudest spot. So like if I can hear it, I'm playing a song, I'm playing a song, I stop, I can hear it. That means that everybody else can hear it then too, and. Mm -hmm. people further away can probably hear it even better maybe even you're hearing two different songs at the same time you know potentially yeah and i don't think that that's ever a ideal situ situation no, definitely not uh, it, not definitely not as the performer maybe most <clears throat> casual listen I, it would drive me nuts if i was listening to a band and they were playing other music or vice versa if you're listening to dj music and there's a band like that's covering kind of disrespectful to an extent, yeah, but what what am I gonna do? I don't know. It's like a weird, cause the the bar is more of a college bar, you know. It's like they they come in droves, and it's not really all about the music necessarily. So I can't. How picky can I really be? And at a certain point, it's like okay, well, you know, it is a job, so I'm gonna have to do things that maybe aren't the most the absolute most ideal all the time but so there was that and then there was the drunkenness it was just like i like that bar sometimes like it is i've had some really good fun shows there but there that there are a handful of rough ones too that come along there and it's just because the amount of people it's like really really busy all the time but it's not they're not there to see the music so i mean sometimes you get a whole crew of people that are just all about it and right up front and like singing along with you and then sometimes you get just a lot of very uninterested people that you know they're chatting they're having their their good time but i'm just kind of in the background which can't hate on that really either but the, the the double music was a little weird uh but yeah so that was the the saturday night the friday night I played over in Ottawa or up in Ottawa at Dockside. Oh, cool! That's where my dad is from. Oh, nice. So you've been up there? So yeah, several times. Right. It's like a it's like a little river town. Yeah. And uh, the the Dockside would Fox River runs through there, I believe. And then yeah, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, it's right on the river. The the Dockside. That's why it's called Dockside because it's like right on the dock. That makes but, sense. <laughs> who would have thunk? Uh, but it was a jury day, and it wasn't like I was going to be playing outside because it's March, so it wasn't super busy. But you should be playing outside in March. It's just been a cold like winter, like every year. 
I think I have a little better gauge of when. I feel like I remember, uh, you know, there have been times in the past where March was actually pretty nice. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But to book a show three months in advance and hope that it's going to be okay to be outside is not something I think that happens. I mean, like the one on Sunday I played, because it was like 65 yesterday, and it was, I could have played outside. They had a nice outdoor area. But even 65 for you know an older crowd maybe or people that just want to sit and drink it might be a little too chilly for them so it's hard to plan that really far in advance and it wouldn't have worked out because it was cold and it was rainy this at, at the dockside in ottawa but it's kind of the same thing it's like i just i feel like i'm trying to i'm in this mode where i've had some really fun good shows with this big setup and then i get carried away with it and uh, I, I don't I didn't feel super comfortable for that show and I, I should have and that, that's that's the price you pay for you know experimenting you know, you're 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 in debt to the the process to an extent you know, you're not Makes gonna sense. you're not gonna have every amazing show every show is gonna be, has to be a learning experience yeah and, and you start to get to a place where you feel a little bit more like comfortable but with this one it's like i felt comfortable right when i started doing it i'm like this is you know there's something here this is awesome and then i go through this thing where it's like okay well so i'm doing something not right maybe i'm just too loud maybe that's part of it because i i don't wear in ears you know i just have one little monitor and here in the mains and then i got the bass about getting in ears I've used them. I mean, I've had them. I, I go through phases with most things, and I go. I usually once a year. I'll be like, I'll try them once. And I'll be like, this is awesome. Why am I not doing this all the time? And it's kind of the same thing, where uh, I, I I go. I think it's awesome, and then I have a couple bad shows, and I'm like, what's going on? And then I stop using them, and then I do them one, ones without the in ears, and then I'm like oh this is awesome this is way better <laughs> it's like you know the first time i use the in ears it's the same experience it's like oh this is awesome and then you you kind of i, I kind of taper off and then i take the in ears back out after maybe a month or two of using them and i'm like why did i stop doing it this way and part of it you know ear, ear protection I, sh I should be Definitely. more that's play, important yeah but I, I there's like no way to do it is the problem as as a, the kind of musician i am because I go to a place, I set up all my own sound, I have to hear how it sounds to know what it sounds like. Like I, yeah. I, I don't have somebody out front that I can trust to do the sound to, to, to even help me out. And that is a problem that I had while I was using the in-ears. Sometimes I'd be thinking, oh, I sound so good, this is awesome. And then I'd get somebody come up and be like, uh, we can't hear vocals that good can you turn up because i didn't you know i didn't i'm not hearing what they're hearing i'm hearing like in my earphones so it's just a, a weird uh, it's hard to do by yourself i think if i had an out front guy gotta get the shades bright in here it is we gotta have the good lighting to make it look awesome but um so so the, that all being said, at Dockside, the crowd was great. I mean, they were few, but very mighty in, in uh, every aspect. Like, That's good. There was a, there were, when I got there, I was kind of scared because it was like two people. And then w another two people came in. The first two people left. I was like, oh, it's going to be a long night. And they were getting dinner. So I was like, you know, they're definitely not staying. They were maybe a little bit older than I am. So I was just thinking they were going to want to get out of there. They were just grabbing dinner really quick. They stayed the whole time. Oh, cool. And then... Came, said really nice things after and uh other people came and it was you know there were there were some of them were musicians and they were very generous in a lot a lot of ways <laughs> and very appreciative even though i didn't feel like i deserved it to an extent because i uh, get don't give yourself enough credit well i do and i don't you know it's a lot of work doing all that setting up playing for three hours what's well, this like too it's a if if a, I'm changing things throughout the whole night. Sound. I'm having to do my own sound. So, and that this might just be a thing where my ears are fatigued. It might be a thing where, because uh, I mean that was my third show of the week, and that was Friday, and then I played Saturday and Sunday. So I mean it was a long week and a lot of ear probably damage ultimately. But uh, it, it, it could have been that. Could have just been that I was too loud and I just like couldn't hear my notes vocally as well as I would have liked but you, you still get the good crowd reaction it's like you can't you can't be and I listened back there there it wasn't like 
you know, again, that 90% thing that I'm talking about, where it's like you rate yourself on 100%. That's the grading curve. So anything lower than that feels like an F. Sure. Because you want to get that 100%, and there's just no way to get it yeah. every time. It's like anything when you have, like, you know, an expectation for how something should be done. You know, you want to get it to that uh, 100%, that like standard, you were saying. Yeah. yeah, there's a standard, exactly. So it's like when you can't live up to that standard, you know, you start to... You want to go up. You want to go over the standard. You want to be, right. like, even better than you were the night that you were at 100. And right. that's your new grading curve, is the new 100. But, you know... Not, not every... You know, sometimes you're gonna have like a B movie night. Like, right. It was it was good. It was enjoyable. Like, was it a classic? Probably not. And then you have a night where it's like more of like Scarface. Uh, Scarface, or uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Fer Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> a different kind of classic than. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Wait, I'll go. <laughs> That's like you. I know. He'll keep calling me. <laughs> He'll keep calling me and telling me, yeah, this is crazy. I'll, I'll go, I'll go, wait, this, I'll go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not so very good at impressions, but. You do some good ones. You pull them one out of my, sometimes. It's one of my favorite movies. I just, I love, like, everything about it. Just the dryness of it and, like, the silliness of it. Like, yeah. I kind of base my personality off Fer Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I watch it all the time. I just wanted, I wanted to be Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. You Who know? didn't though? I mean, if you didn't, you're if you wanted to be Cam, that's messed up. Unfortunately, I tried to be Ferris Bueller, <laughs> but I was Cam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not even in the movie, so I, I, I'm like one of the side characters. At least, at least you're one of the main. Uh, you're like you're like Ferris's dad. And I'm just trying to avoid you all the time. <laughs> well, you're Cam, so. Yeah, I'm more like Cam's dad. I'm a dick, so you know I, I'm really worried about my car. I'm gonna, f I'm gonna crash your Ferrari. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that that is kind of a good analogy for our relationship. <laughs> uh, all right, so then, anyways, Thursday night, coffee house, weirder show than I'm used to, just because it's more the local scene. I'm happy to kind of try to get back into that when I can, and uh, uh, Bridget put it on and uh gerard and the dusty lemons were there and greg brown band and james Montajoy and is that everybody i was there i just didn't dylan character dylan yeah. character he was there too uh and it was just fun to kind of do that type of show i i feel like those are different muscles than you know that was a fun show i happen to be present at that show believe it or not <laughs> You didn't cam out on it. I didn't. I definitely didn't give you a ride there. We didn't drive there together or anything. <laughs> but it was a fun show. You know, I love those, like, you know, more low-key, kind of just, like, acoustic. Like, everybody came and had a good time, but everybody was, like, listening to the music, which was... Yeah. That is different, so cool. Different. And... I didn't bring my elaborate setup. You know, I just plugged straight in. And maybe this had a little bit to do with why my shows on Friday and Saturday were a little rougher is because I'd done two shows that week, the, the, the previous week, where I just plugged direct in, no, no effects on vocals, no effects on the guitar. So, you know, I get kind of used to doing it that way. And then the Friday, Saturday come around and I'm doing all the crazy effects and all the crazy pedals and that might have something to do with it. But again, I think that it's a valid, it's a valid muscle that I, I neglect at points so that, you know, you should be able to go up there and get a room like kind of going just with you and a guitar. You don't need all the fancy bells and whistles. Yeah. And uh, I think I do really good at that, <clears throat> like the Cypress Hill show, where it's like just acoustic, just unplugged, no amplification. I, you know, I love shows like that when they go well, I mean, mo which most of the times they do. Uh, but then the, playing just my guitar amped and my microphone is a little bit harder because it's not, not something I do very often. So, and it was a short set. It was like five, six songs, something like that. And it went okay. I mean, I, I feel like it's... It's I fun. I thought you sounded really great. Thanks. Appreciate that. I, I, I'm a little more self-conscious because, you know, you're, you're more naked in that situation. You have yeah. nothing to hide behind. That was one thing that I like... Yeah, you know, try to keep that in mind. Like, you know, whatever you write, like, the, you know, think about yourself performing that song. Like, you want to be able to, you know, 
sometimes the nice thing about doing like those you know raw like acoustic sets you know is you get more practice of like you know just like it's you and a guitar and nothing to hide behind nothing to hide behind it's straightforward it's simple but again it's like weird because i do i do feel like in the situation that we were at that at the cypress grove i I can knock those out of the park normally because it's like I play, I practice like that all the time. But just having that one extra, or I guess two extra things, amp and mic, it kind of made it weird. And then to the next extent with all my gear, or like how I played on Sunday, which was most of my gear but not the new stuff, uh, I do that just fine. So I have these two other areas that I need to work on. But it was just fun to do that type of show and just have that mindset, go in, just plug in and play instead of having to set up for an hour or 20 minutes, depending on how late I am. And uh, uh, it, it's just, it's a different mentality in being there. Like, it's just a lot more laid back for me because I'm not like running the whole thing. And uh, then we had... Uh, well, and you, and you know, the nice thing about, I think you were the second act to play. Yeah. You get to sit back and enjoy all the other bands yeah. without that anticipation, like, you know, okay, I'm I'm going up next, you know? I don't know. I struggle with with uh, uh, offstage syndrome, I think, in general. It's just like, if I go and play a show, I always feel a little awkward when I'm sitting in the crowd. That's why it's hard for me to sometimes take breaks when I should. Because you go out there and then, I don't know if it's just the vibe I put off or whatever, but... I end up and just kind of sit by myself and just, you know, I've gotten better over the years trying to, you know, maybe start a conversation with maybe the, the person who booked the show or I'm whatever. definitely but the same way. It's, it's just a weird, you know, if the music's good, then you don't worry about it as much, which in this case it was. It was a fun night with a yeah. lot of talented people. And But if, it's, if, it, if the music isn't enough to kind of take me away, you know, I get trapped in my head and like, I don't... I, I'm not good socially in a lot of other ways than being on stage. It's probably why I feel like when I go to shows, like, you know, once the bands start playing, like, if it is, like, really good, like, you know, inspiration hits me fast, and, like, I'm just standing there, like, just, like, itching to play. Right. Like, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I just, like, want to leave. Want to so go I get can... a guitar in your hand. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which you went to a, the festival, what was that festival called? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm trying to think when that was. It was Friday, few... right? Or Saturday? It was. Saturday. Would have been Saturday. Yeah, Bird Fest was going on over at Coffee House in Delhi. Which I, it was Uptown weird because I played that Thursday and then that were the next day. So, it seemed quite quite contrasting <laughs> the two yeah. shows. Because, I mean, there were some people at the show on Thursday with the local acts, but it wasn't super busy by any means it was I mean, pretty crazy um you know uh at least by the stage like halfway through the place i mean i would say it was pretty much shoulder to shoulder and you know there it was like a bunch of like indie punk bands and you know first of all they were all terrific like there wasn't one group that you know i, I was like just so impressed and you know the last few acts especially i, I was just very captivated and I was so surprised, yeah, so, you know, a bunch of college kids, obviously, but, I mean, there were mosh pits going on, and, like, there, were even, there was even crowd surfing at one point, and it was just kind of bizarre to see that in the coffee house. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I, I don't really associate the coffee house with those types of shows. You played there once, right, with the Dead Ends? Yeah, Liam and I from Dead Ends, we played there in, I think it was 2018, and there wasn't a ton of people, but so it was more like the Thursday show. But you played full band. It was weird. I think it was on a Tuesday, and it was like at a weird time during the day. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird, but I it, vaguely remember that. But it was fun. Yeah, you know, I'd been there before, and you know, the Thursday show, I had a lot of fun. I was like, this is the most fun I've had at a show in a really long time. And then going to Birdfest on Saturday was just like you know icing on the cake, so to speak. Being at the same place for one and seeing that contrast, you know, it was just completely different vibes. And then, and then, of course, I my my brain's going. It's like, well, how do I get on? How do I get on those shows? Where trust me, yeah. <laughs> just, Gerard, I, Gerard and I were there, like looking at each who, other. Who even puts that on? I've never even heard of it before. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't didn't see that. Obviously, I'm probably a little older well, than the, the. And these kids like were singing the lyrics to several different bands. Like different multiple bands played, and like they knew lyrics to like you know different uh, songs from different bands. 
So it was just really impressive, and it, that kind of gave me hope a little bit. And especially since, well, like, I, I did notice that right away you were like, I need a bass player, I need a drummer. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, well, when Liam and I were doing the Dead Ends thing, that was just so much fun. You know, it was it was kind of short-lived, but it's like, you know, we had, you know, written an EP, you know, recorded some songs. We played, you know, a few different shows. But uh, I was just like, you know, I've always loved that rock sound, like, and I, I miss it. Yeah. And, and, and I think I needed to go to Birdfest. In fact, I was kind of, like, insisted on going. Like, I, I wouldn't have gone, probably, if I wasn't, like... Somebody was like, you know, you need to go to this. So I was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll go. And Gerard was that person? Gerard was that person. And, uh, yeah, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. Like, the bands rocked uh, the uniqueness of their sounds. Like, they were all... I would say they were all tonally in a similar place. Yeah, you showed me one of them that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that would have been Kangaroo Court. So that was the last band that performed, and those guys just like threw down. Threw down. It was so crazy. It was so cool, and those guys definitely have a bright future ahead of them. I would say. Shout out uh, Kangaroo Court and all the other bands that that played. Yeah. So it, just a different kind of show. Those are the shows that I wish <laughs> I could figure out how to get on, but. Uh, yeah, you just gotta keep trying, I guess. I I, I don't know. I, I may may have aged out of some of that, but uh, I was thinking about like sticking around and trying to talk to like some of the you know other bands just to be like you know this is who I am, like this is what I want to do, like how do I you know jump on this, and hopefully you know there'll be other opportunities because now you know just to follow some of these bands. Yeah, 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 and just pay attention to try to figure out where they promoted it, and that that's half of it because you know if they promoted that show there they'll probably promote other shows i just want to take a look at something real quick if you don't mind yeah i'm going to talk about the monday show while you do that so i had a show it on monday which is a kind of a weird night to have a show and this was uh with uh john bell who uh, i think is from the new york area just kind of traveling through pretty it's a monday so i don't i didn't expect there to be a ton of people or anything and uh, there, I mean, there wasn't, but it, it was it was a good chance to practice uh, the flexing those muscles that I keep talking about that are just like just I'm gonna play just originals. I'm just gonna plug in, not even no pedal board, no vocal pedal, just straight in, uh, and this is how it sounds. And uh, so I, it was it was a good chance to do that. It was longer says more like 45 minutes, uh, and. It went. I, f I feel like that one I sounded maybe a little better at than the one on Thursday, but uh, much longer set, much more time to kind of get comfortable on stage, and yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was it, the other guy was pretty good. I feel like he would have fit really good in down at Nash in Nashville with the songwriter nights down there, and uh, so I mean he's he's sol solid songwriter and uh, good good singer, good performer, and uh, yeah, so that was. Monday. I don't think anything. To, you were there. Do you remember anything else specifically, or mm -hmm. you, you got some cool pictures? You know, I posted one where I was looking at the marquee. I thought well, that one was cool. Oh yeah, no, I, I would say, uh, you know, I couldn't stay very long, so I, I watched your set or whatever, and you know, work. You know, I got that work life grind. Yeah, I got it. But no, you sounded great. Um, it was cool. Somebody bought one of your records. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure. I've, I've sold more records this last uh, week than I have in like a month or so. Because I think there's just a different it's vinyl season. <laughs> yeah, springtime. Well, I think it's you know I'm playing original songs and kind of a local show. You have a higher pro. Like if I would have, I don't even bring them out when I play at Kilkenny's because they're all young kids and they're not really there to see me and I'm doing a lot of covers and just in my experience it's like what's the point of even getting them out because people I, I, I've never sold one there when I would when I would get them out and it takes extra time to set up like your little display and everything and it's I don't know I have them you know I have them on me if somebody is really interested in my original music sometimes I'll throw it out there and be like I do have vinyls but in that situation I don't really sell as many but when I play kind of more the local show where it's uh more singer songwriter kind of oriented and uh original music they, they seem to go a little bit faster which is nice 
it was a pleasant surprise. Every every show, both that Monday and that Thursday show, I had zero expectations. So having zero expectation going in, it's like you can only go up. So so, and I knew I'd be uncomfortable. Sure. So I wasn't really expecting a hundred percent on the performances like we were talking about earlier. So you know that pressure was off because I you know I let myself off the hook a little because I knew it wasn't as uh, familiar me playing that 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 style. So. Yeah, I mean, it was it was been a crazy busy week for me, and then the weekend before that, I had uh, two shows on the Saturday, and then I had uh, a show on Friday, which was St. Patty's Day, and uh, so the the two shows on the Saturday, one was early, it was a farmers market, which they had somebody cancel, so I'm kind of the go-to cancel guy sometimes when uh, the go-to cancel guy sometimes. <laughs> People know that you know they can call me, and I'll probably show up if I can. Like, they're, 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 if they, if they book me, there's le- probably a little bit less probability of the person uh, that canceled. You know, I see. I'm 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 reliable, if nothing else. That's what reliable. I'm trying to say. Uh, and so that that worked out fine. It was snowing, and it was bad weather, but I just played completely unplugged. And uh, we did that later at the Cypress Grill, uh, Grove show as well, which that was a little weird because we got there and they were going to put us in the back room. And that was so weird. They were put you right next to the sink where people ca- kept coming through. <laughs> to and get water, yeah, and wash their hands. And Yeah, so that, that, that would have been weird, but we noticed yeah, like that... like dirty water splashing <laughs> up on, on you. <laughs> that's, that's where all the brewing gear is, too, for their brewing. You're, like, water. holding a note and they splash it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, but, uh, <clears throat> and the last time I played there, uh, it was ca- kind of, you know, it was a long they time. They just throw your tip money in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Wasn't work. there a sink, like, right there? Probably need to wash wash it off anyway, right? Yeah, dirty money. There's a lot of dirty money going around. <laughs> but, because uh, last Cartels. time I played there, I, I played in their front room, and I just played completely unplugged. The time before that I played there, I did the full elaborate setup in the barn, but... You know, people didn't want to sit out in the barn because it wasn't the best weather and it wasn't super busy to begin with. And so the, the next time there was actually people like inside at the bar. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just play acoustic here, be easy setup, easy tear down, and you know, be around the people that are wanting to to, to hang out and listen. Because it's kind of just a weird setup to have the bar in one spot and then the playing location is different. And they have the back back room that they, they were going to have us playing, but we, were, we saw that everybody was sitting out of the heated barn, so we were just like, let's let's go out there, let's just do it. I think you actually convinced me to take the plunge and just do it, and it turned out way better that way, because yeah, it was... Uh, there were more people, and if I would have played a full setup in that barn, it would have been too loud <clears throat> for those people. So plunge definitely would have been if you had played in that kitchen. Yeah, would not have been ideal. No, but maybe people would have came, came and hung out in there. But I doubt it. It, it seemed like people were pretty comfortable in that barn. But it all worked out great. They had, they had the heaters, and I didn't. You know, I played unplugged. And in that situation, I feel like I I can usually sound pretty good. Plus, I had the practice from the morning. You know, the the morning completely acoustic. It was weird how the acoustics were so different. Like when I played at the farmer's markets at the arena in town of Bloomington, can't change its name a bunch of time, can't really remember the, the new name, but I think it was US Cellular at one point, I don't know. Anyhow, it's this, the, the hallway is where the farmer's market is and it's like a big open room and it's like kind of sounds like a pool, you know, like that kind of acoustic, that's cool like billowy sound so you, you carry pretty easy whereas at the cypress grove it's just dry it's, it seemed pretty dry and like dead like you, there were a lot of things to absorb the sound you're not bouncing off a bunch of things so it was just like it, the contrast even in that which every room is like that every room has that those differences where it's like hard to sound good in some with all your gear but also you know just at its core even without the amplification the rooms can be so different. So then when you add amplification in, it makes things, you know, even more complicated to try to make it sound good, which I think is why, you know, sometimes it's so frustrating when you, you're you setting up all your gear and you just can't get it to sound quite right. Uh, and, you know, you get some experience where you can, you can try some things, but 
you're th- you're you're, you're bo- it's a balancing act, and sometimes that part of it does get neglected. I I notice uh, yeah. with me is like some nights I'm really really focused on you know turning down and getting it to sound just right and sometimes I'm like well what song should i play and sometimes i'm like uh you know i want to play like hard guitar solos all night and you know so it's like my your attention has to be across so many things which is kind of nice in this situation where i had two shows where i didn't have to do all the sound but you still have that variance in acoustics so it's it, it was still a little uncomfortable at first at the second show even though i'd all warmed up and everything and then uh, the tabs were there, which was oh cool. Thorough. No, you you met the, the Cypress Grove, the tabs. Oh, the Cypress Grove, right, place. right, yeah, right. yeah. So that they were at the at the Cypress Grove, and they're big fans of yours as well. Yeah, they're really nice people. Yeah. I, I like talking to them. And they, I think they're planning on opening a brewery pretty soon. Yeah, that's and what they were saying. They do the Tabapalooza every year. They've just always been like the nicest people to me. Uh, over the years, wonder if I'll be able to play at their Tabapalooza. I mean, they've wanted with my punk band. <laughs> they've wanted you to play before, and I have mentioned it to you, but you know the situation just didn't really work out. I think the last couple times, but uh, yeah, I think that if you can make it happen, they'll definitely have you because I think they're pretty, pretty impressed with your songs ultimately, and it was cool probably for that because they see me too much, so. You know, to have that kind of a, a little new bit, flavor. Yeah, a little bit different. They're sick of vanilla, and now they're <laughs> now they're going to strawberry banana. <laughs> that could p- possibly be it. But uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. It was kind of just. I don't you know, know why I chose that flavor for myself, but <laughs> what was strawberry banana? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Have to Freud it out, figure it out. Um, anyway, uh, good show. There was there was a couple other people that were. Mild, you know, more than just halfway paying attention at that show, but there was a couple tables in the back throughout the night, and everybody was very generous. But you know, it wasn't like a hundred percent focus on us, right? But it was. We had some people's attention, and sometimes that's all you need is just like a few people that are care and are into three, (laughs) four. We had four that night. Four, yeah. Five if you count me. When you were, and honestly, there were like seven at one point. (laughs) (laughs) But you only need. Two, one or right. two that are like into it, and you can just play to those people. I mean, I always like I always think about like in situations like that, uh, where you know, uh, Kurt Cobain, for example, used to say like, you know, if there was like just a couple people there, they would call that a show. Yeah, you know, so and it's like a show is a show. Well, I, even if there's no people there, and you're getting paid, like you're still playing a show. Yeah, which you'll have that once in a while, but more common is the, the show, like the one I had on Saturday, where it's like people don't know that you're playing. They just show up and you happen to be there, and maybe they aren't like 100% invested in what you're doing at all, or, or at least a good majority. I mean, there, there were still some people that, you know, were kind of dancing a little or like into it, but. Yeah. Uh, it, so it's just a different a different vibe and even the people's attention i had that night were still kind of you know not not 100% on what i was doing which again it's just a different type of show you know it's not yeah. not not good or bad just different but having you know the tabs there and that other couple that was there that were really dialed into what we're doing i mean it, it just makes it more fun when you have like people that are really People you know too that yeah. keep coming to the shows. Yeah, I, I always say like having it's like having a cheerleader kind of just brings up your vibe. Yeah, definitely. And you're I'm willing to take more risk a lot of times if I have those people in my corner because they're not going to be as harsh, you know. So sometimes when the tabs come, it's like they're going to be like, oh, he's trying something new, right? And when they come, I'm like, I'm always trying something new because I'm like, they've heard me so many times. <laughs> I definitely think at this point you need more bells and whistles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got my fair share. Just get some chimes that you can just just wipe every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, just gets bigger and bigger. But uh, so the the farmers market, like I was saying, was pretty pretty slow, but it was just fun. It was early, and I sounded good. Still feeling good from the night before, and the night before that, uh, a couple of things that were fun. We we went to well, I had the <laughs> day show because it's St. Patty's Day, and it was like the craziest amount of people in that space I've ever seen like and really? it was early I played at one o'clock I got there at like noon and people were already there getting hammered and uh <laughs> it was it was a fun show though because I, I I would say more people were into what I was doing uh there's a lot of Irish people around here it's true there was a there was a bagpipe ceremony so uh but 
it was a, I ended up playing almost the full four hours. I played one to five. I took like a ten minute break because I just like. Yeah, and then later like, that night, we went and yeah. saw No Robot and, and John, John Till. Till. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was awesome. I don't get to go to shows at night a lot, so especially on a Friday night. So having. True. You know, I, I got got my my main thing. I did the show. I did played for four hours. I was played out at that point, and then, you know, to go and actually just get to enjoy a show was fun and be kind of more, because that's that local scene that I just wish I was kind of more a part of. And uh, to, you know, Till was out there hammering out original songs to a bar of people that were he j- and he didn't care. Yeah, like, he just did it. And he that's how he that's just how he rolls. I, I get I get so caught great up. Great set, John. It was good. We, it was we awesome. were up there paying attention and you know, maybe that's the same thing. It sounded we were, fantastic. We were we were all he needed to, to, to rock it out. But that, he, that washroom song that he played last is just like I love that song. Yeah. He just has such a cool sound. Yeah. And uh and then No Robot played and uh, they're always just solid. I mean They do that rendition of Peanuts, uh Charlie oh, Brown. Right, right. Yeah. They just kill it. And then uh, they did the Pink Floyd song that I didn't know it was Pink Floyd and thought it was really cool. I can't remember what song that was, but uh, uh, and they did some. They did a petty tune I really like, and they just sounded really strong. But they always sound really strong. And the they're working on some new stuff too that sounds like just really great. Yeah, I've heard a couple. I think I've heard three or maybe five five kind of demo versions of songs they're going to go in the studio and record. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. And uh, I don't know. I've just I've known Alex for a long time, kind of see him see him around, but it's been cool to kind of you know be be more of a friend. Yeah, because uh, I've had him on here a couple times. We've done some shows together. Uh, he knew our old hand percussionist because he our old hand percussionist used to play in their band, and uh, you know just watching them is can be pretty inspiring sometimes. He's a great guitar player. Their bass player is really I mean it's a three piece, so there's a lot of room to fill, and each one of them. Toad's kind of the master of everything. Yeah, can pretty much do anything, and uh, just watch them kind of rock it out. But it was just fun because I don't get to go to those types of shows, and I was happy that we it made was it fun. Happen. And I enjoyed it too because you and I never get to go out and do anything fun. <laughs> right, like like today, you wanted to go to the guitar shop. I wanted to go to the guitar shop, and then I had to rain on your parade. I know, but. I just got I got stuff. It's just there aren't any guitars here. There's <laughs> we two. We don't have enough. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, I'm in the market for a new guitar. You know how it is. Well, you, you went to that show and I wanted, made you want to play in an electric band. Right. But I will say that my new my the show I've been playing, which I you know changes pretty periodically. But with my I've been able to get such a be- a better rock kind of sound it's been so much fun to like it just feels so powerful sometimes when i'm playing some of those you know like the black keys or uh, a couple of my originals that are on electric or uh, and then i go into these solos and i can really like just make them sound so big and sometimes they get carried away and kind of lost in it a little bit but uh you know it just I haven't been able to do that in so long, so to have that kind of come back into the, into play, because I, I honestly just wasn't even sure how to get that kind of feel back with just my one-man show. So yeah. have, having the option to just, like, bust out some rock songs like uh, White Stripes or Black Keys or a few of my original songs and give it kind of more of that, like, rock kind of electric feel has been just, like, a lot of fun. But... As yeah. I mentioned, you know, I'm I'm experimenting, so sometimes you crash and burn with that stuff too. But like your amp explodes, <laughs> <laughs> just the whole the whole uh, PA. Oh yeah. <coughs> but I don't know. It's it's an it's an ongoing thing. It's always changing. I think that if you are a musician, it's probably good to not stay too stagnant. And you know, you're kind of feeling the same thing you know you want you want to start doing more electric guitar i'm going electric going like you're like dylan going electric yeah because basically what happened was is you know i wrote like 30 new songs <laughs> in the last <laughs> few enough. months on acoustic and i think so, you know what that what was going on really was my brain saying okay like get these songs out of your system because the end of march <laughs> you're going electric <laughs> No, so no it, that that was all just that was all just me warming up, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and you 
played with the bass player and yeah, Jude Gerard has been playing with you. I met this kid um, a few years ago, Jude Vincent, and uh, he's a younger dude, but he plays bass, pretty talented. And Gerard, um, you know, plays guitar, very talented. Very. And we're looking for a drummer still. Nothing's really set in stone, but we have like seven songs pretty much already done. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I think maybe once you start getting more comfortable with the band and... Uh, we might be able to figure out how to uh, add stuff. Like, you know, like... Because it's like the songs are like one thing now, but it's like once we start jamming with like a drummer, like things are subject to change, you know. And I just think you'll be more... Um, like you'll feel more inclined to maybe try to book more shows and definitely it'll be easier for you to get behind playing in a band than just playing solo because sometimes you have issues with that it seems like well a lot of the shows that we would be playing we would only get like 20 to 30 minutes probably right just kind of how that scene works whatever and there's not much cash you know behind it but it's not really about that it's more about like just being part of that community you know, I've always enjoyed like that style of rock. You know, I've always listened to that kind of music. Um, just, I just right now want to do something different. You know, Liam and I did our thing with Dead Ends, and I I miss him. I wish he was here because you know he's a really good drummer and a great friend. But yeah, I think we'll get there. I mean, you know, it's there's a lot of musicians around here. Somebody's got to play drums. Yeah. Drums are fun, but um, I'm I'm excited to, to kind of see where it goes, and maybe I'll get a jam on some drums for you once in a while. But uh, it it uh, should be should be a good good experiment to kind of see where it, where it uh, leads you. Seems like it'll be a different path, a different trajectory than you're on currently, and that's always exciting. It'll probably inspire your recording some different styles of song that you'll probably try to it's always always interesting to watch to see where where your mind's at because a lot of times it's it's never it's not in straight lines i feel like you you you, you kind of zig zig and zag quite a bit very indecisive thoughts are i wasn't all saying the that place. but you can say it yeah i just want to do something different i want to play rock music i want to jam out jamming's fun I miss it. Me too. It's, it's nice to, you know, when I'm doing the one-man band, it is a lot more fun, but I can't just, like, let loose. like Because I'm always having to at least hold the beat down a little bit, you know? I, and it, it, That's another thing, too. It's when you do the one-man band, all the pressure is kind of on you. Right. That's why I like the idea of playing with a group of individuals. It's more of, like, a collaborative thing a, and and it takes a lot of the pressure off you yeah yeah i i will say it is a double-edged sword though because if you rely on people you rely on people can't rely on anyone these days well that's kind of the point i'm making is like relying on a person to show up and do the things that you expect them to can be tough sometimes uh i'm not saying that that's going to be the case i i think it's a push-pull thing i think that you know, there's there there's great things about doing the one man band performance. I mean, I'm I'm a better musician probably than I've ever been, because I forced myself to do that. Yeah. But uh, I can't just sit back ever. You know, when I used to play with Blair and used to play with the band, you know, I'd get whole songs where I'd just be a guitar player, like which is such a different vibe. Like you're not you, 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 the pressures. You know, you're just you're just playing rhythm guitar. You're just having fun. It's like not so focused. You don't have to be dialed to ten to like, you know, play play adequately. <laughs> but right. having having the the whole band to hide behind, it and then having songs, and then you get this like synergistic thing where sometimes Blair was singing and sounding so good. It's like oh, I got to step my game up. And then we, you know, you he does a little better because maybe I step my game up, and then. You know, I'm trying. We we just not. Com it's like a healthy competition, and uh, uh, I think that it it can it can bring you to almost new heights. Yeah, ha having kind of people's energy to build off of. Does Blair just, Blair just does a one person thing show, right? Kind of. I mean, he'll play with uh, our old bass player Kev once in a while, Apex Overdrive, but he's been releasing some some singles under that, which is all really cool kind of 80s 
sound. Yeah. I think I've showed you a few of those. And uh, so check that out, Apex Overdrive on your Spotify. I think we've got a good uh, cover most of the things I, I wanted to get to. Is there anything else you want to... Um, just... You put some songs out on Facebook. Those were cool. Thanks, yeah. Just, I put out a couple of the songs I did with, you know, Janae Thomason and Alex. Um, but... Yeah, I'm not really sure what I want to do with those songs. Um, They're good songs. Yeah. I, I think that you, you shouldn't uh, sit on them too hard. I mean, I know that putting on Facebook, people at least people hear them, can, can hear them, but I, th I think that they're good. You should maybe do do them up, you know, get, get an <laughs> album out there. You don't have to play them just because you did them. Right. I'll see what I can do. All right, so I think that's it. I think we're going to ramp it up here. I talked a lot. My apologies. But uh, anyway, I appreciate anybody who took the time to listen, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. We'll go. Bye.